It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You did it. You're here. You're back for a new episode. And so are we. We were having a really lovely catch up and off pod discussion. And then Christopher was like, let's just talk about this fucking TV show. And I thought, all right, you know what? Enough of this. We're friends and we have conversations. Bullshit. Let's get on the podcast and talk it right up. Let's chat it up. We uh, dropped some videos on the socials, which I'm sure you're all very, very happy with. Especially plural. Social plural was a mistake on the one social media app that is the most contested and controversial and awful one that we're always doom scrolling on. Welcome, welcome to. You're the very close to the mic. Step, take a step back. Take content. Step back. <laughs> I'm in a new position. I'm in a new thing. Uh, let's see. Let me adjust. How's that? That's fine. You just don't need to put your. Need, we, don't we need don't, to we... actually make love to my microphone. No, I thought that's no, what no, you said. Episode do. one, you said I can quote episode one. You said make sweet, sweet love to your microphone. Fallacious. Yeah, and then, and then, and then, and then, episode two, everyone complained. <laughs> <laughs> you noisy love maker. Okay, fair enough. Well, listen, everybody, we've got fun things to talk about this week. But before we do, let me um, ask Mr. Christopher Anusis for. Um, not, I'm not even going to ask him. I'm going to thank him. He remembered right up top, let's not forget the 30-second game this week. So right before we even get into the show, let me tell you what the show's about. Let me let me use my friend. Let me give him a timer. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We will. We will. It's 30 seconds, half of a minute, and he's going to explain the whole thing. I keep meaning to lean into this game of like putting conditions on it to make it more fun and like drama games improvisation but he's shaking his head he's like let's let just, me let's just describe just, the let's podcast just focus on doing it can i just brainstorm what i would ask okay so you're asking it but like you've just climbed out of a ditch and you smell like shit okay <laughs> <laughs> and and you had a 10 minute window before the pod to have a I shower. Your ramble was going to go longer, so I stopped listening before you started, and then you just left a pause after ditch and shit, and I was like, "What's happening?" No, you're right. You were right. I needed more detail. And then you got home with a ten minute window, and you're like, "I can quickly shower, but your water isn't working." <gasps> so you're really preoccupied with both the shit smell and the lack of water in your flat. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can dismiss it, but secretly we all know. <laughs> 30 seconds, starting again. Tell the people about the podcast, Christopher. Three, two, one, go. If you're still listening, <laughs> thank you. Um, you've tuned into the Cultural Content Consumption Appraisal Hour, which is two friends who ask each other to watch or consume or read or listen to something or just consume some content throughout the week. We then use um, our old friends or, well, they're not old, they're still going, the Truth of Movies podcast by Little White Lies. Um, we use their little uh, way of scoring them in anticipation, in enjoyment and in retrospect, and then we see who wins. 
<laughs> that was close. That this 30-second game was sponsored by Timer. Timer. Brought to you by my iPhone. Um, for the video iPhone recording. Brought to you by <laughs> Apple. Steve Apple. Jobs. Brought to you by Dead. Um, listen, <laughs> RIP to Steve Jobs. Do you reckon, with all the Zuck Must stuff going on, if he was still alive, do you think he'd be getting involved? That shit is hilarious. Maybe his uh, hologram. I feel like will he would be the special guest referee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what's really, really sad? I don't really like this and them and it, but like in just if you just have the two and have to not like be mad at the whole thing, Zuck is coming off really well compared to this weird Musk guy. I've got to say, which shows you how bad this weird Musk guy is, right? Take. Boom. Snip it there. That's our take on the thing. We put it on. See that? Boom. On the socials. The cultural content consumption appraisal hour reacts Throwing to Zuck versus Musk. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> shade. Doesn't rate either of them. Thinks Musk Will they is turn worse. up at All In? <laughs> Will they turn up at All In? For those who are uninitiated, um, that's not what this podcast is about, so don't even worry about it. Stay tuned no. for the grand debut of the CCCAH Patreon in 2026. Boy, is it going to have a few things on it, such as um, serial time and sitcoms. That's my pitch. (laughs) I don't mean to talk about this on the podcast. We'll do that off the pod for now. Shall we get straight into some TV shows? We've got another TV show special lined up for you today. But where shall we start, dear Christopher? I don't know where we are. (laughs) (laughs) We're on this podcast, and sometimes we don't just ramble and throw excitement at each other. We actually talk about things. I've got very confused. We were... For a minute, we were talking about Musk and Zuckerberg. Yeah. Then we were talking about Patreon. Then we were talking about serial and sitcoms. Yeah. I, I like how when you and say then, we, you mean me just keep taking on tangents while your eyes dart about like what's happening right now. I, I didn't want to name shame you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate that. Just keep throwing the royal uh, we for once. I really do appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's just but, it's, but it's hard getting, not to uh, throw a bit of shade. Sorry, but getting back on track, surely. Shall we... Shall we? Get into the meat, plant-based meat. Let's the plant-based just... meat for our vegan, vegetarian, and damn you, you're doing the wrong thing, friends. Um, <laughs> we're gonna review some stuff. Snip it, take for the social. Right there, snip put it, it out, right put it out, put it out. Snip, snip, boom, snip. Boom, put some boom. captions on that. Snip, snip, snip. You know, some weird reaction emojis above my head. I, w- I wanna. I want to hear from the people as well. Like, what are you watching? What are you consuming? What are we not doing enough of? What should we do more of? I'm getting a lot of, um, not a lot of, one person texted me that's <laughs> one, about the bear. People are watching the bear and enjoying the bear. Should we feature the bear on the show? I feel like people sometimes feel a bit like... Why, Why feel, feature mm. something new and cultural and important when you could just send me back to the 1990s in New York? I don't know why. <laughs> why would why would you want to... Why, why would we want to look at something what, like that? What? If we're a culture podcast, why do something yeah. that's culturally actually appropriate and relevant right now? I mean, it's true. No, it's the same no. as like met nearly a month, a month and a half later, we're still discussing whether we should do a Barbenheimer special or not. Like, <laughs> our thing is missing the boat and being back in the 90s, a bit of pre... Uh, you know, the main guy getting cancelled, Rick and Morty. Like, listen. Missing, missing the boat. Listen, there's a the boat. The boat is a dot to us. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out if you got that reference. It's on the bingo card. It's a friend's reference. You are our bing, friend bing. if you got it. Today. Let's go back. To, we're talking about it already. Let's go back to the 90s. 
Personally, I love going back to the 90s. I wish we could. The more we speak about current stuff, that's maybe why I sent you there. I miss there. I have nostalgia for there. I don't get how, I don't know about you, but like sometimes when I hear like, oh, 20 years ago, part of my weird brain goes, oh, like in the 80s. And that's like many, many more years ago, right? And it's still just this golden capsule of a decade to me, the 90s. And the craziest part of Sex and the City. Do you know what we sound like? Uh, old men. We, yeah, we sound like our parents talking about the 70s and the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but ours had the telly. We talk about the 90s, but we're in the, we were still like 10. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I act like, no, I got all the culture. Like, Kurt Cobain nah. was like killing himself and I was like six, no clue. Like, <laughs> missed all the stuff. But yeah, yeah. I feel like we all had this golden haze coming into the noughties yeah of like we were the 90s yeah. children who were about to get absolutely fucked by history fantastic well um sex in the city is still going talking about fucked by history <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they're single ladies and they're doing it their way listen Was that, I, is that actually a tagline no but <laughs> i sold it pretty well i must say um your reaction last week was fun but i almost i want to retweet the video you um expertly uh captured for the social account mm. um of your reacting to it because it gave me such joy but to use some wrestling parlance part of me was wondering was it a bit of a swerve was part of you a little bit tickled because you laid it on a bit thick how just left field and crazy you found that pick going into the week and as we always discuss psyching yourself up to actually consume the content how did you actually feel about it um just you know rip the band-aid off please rip just, it just jump into the cold water let's go like head first straight in just like right i guess we're doing this <laughs> <laughs> um i'm glad you brought up my reaction because yes. i've had emotional issues with locking my scores in this week because oh, i'm fantastic. now more concerned about the bluff and or double bluff or the triple bluff <laughs> that may occur and regardless of what i put my anticipation score down you will have picked the other number and get very angry at me so that has played a part <laughs> <laughs> now that genuinely i don't even care about the socials that needs to be clipped out because that was very well said <laughs> when you said triple bluff my mind just started going what the fuck <laughs> so true whatever i go for is going to be not the one and i'm going to be upset and we just i'm glad you're already dealing yeah. with that yeah, yeah. now, I so now, now jeff's emotional reaction to my scores plays a part in my scores <laughs> i mean we were bound to get here i feel like this is the first time you're fully like actually latching onto it but i feel like this has been bubbling for a while and now we're just at the zenith I'm for just, just just being honest with you yeah 100 like, this is what the people close need to 752 episodes in is what it feels like that yeah i, feel like I know right maybe we should just be honest with each other Jeff. i don't know why we don't do it more often um oh so okay. yeah. um complete honesty and transparency yeah. i watched it on my phone on a train <laughs> wow this is great this is great on your phone on a train yes good yeah and yeah. I watched it once. Yeah. I made <sighs> twice, three times a lady. What are we talking about? A couple. I made a couple of notes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm now coming at you with my full retrospect head on and on what I thought of the pilot of Sex and the City. Love it. Are you looking at the Google Doc, or you got your own Doc because you don't like I've, our I've, Google Doc because I've ruined what? it? Yeah, you've ruined the Google yeah, Doc. Why? What are you putting Google. in the Google Doc? Nothing. I'm literally oh. for once. I'm not even on it. I was just wondering. If... No, no. I'm, I'm looking at my notes, going, did I write anything of actually of any any use? Um, so. I don't need to give the premise to Sex in the City. Yeah, knows you Sex in the City. Do, We just discussed this. Imagine you have like a, an 18, 19 year old listener. Doesn't even know what we're talking about right now. They just know and just like that. And they haven't so, even heard of Kim Cattrall. So, what actually, are we doing? Coming in hot. 
into the yes. episode. Let's they go. give me this great little um, scenario or, or what's the word I'm looking for? They give me this great description of what it's like mm. being a woman in the 90s in New York City in a thriving, bustling city of, yeah. of worlds full of rich white men yeah. who do whatever they do. Yeah. And they sort of talk about how men get away with things and how women are perceived to just be having babies or when they're in their 30s, they get thrown out because they're done with and then the, the new rich white male then jumps on the next 20 year old or whatever. And that, you know, they'll only settle down with the older woman. They don't want to have fun with the older woman. And all of this, to be honest, yeah. great sort of context of, to be honest, talking about it back then was probably very innovative and probably actually rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way as well mm. and probably came out the gate. I don't remember the reaction to it. I didn't really watch much of it. In the I, 90s, I, you weren't all over sex in the city. <laughs> No, I was all over the pink Power Ranger like most people. So, (laughs) um, which again probably Mm. proves what was right about this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Mm. with all that said, yes, I really struggled with it. Really, and I don't, I don't know how something so probably innovative for its time, portraying women in a very strong and powerful way, yes, can also come across very dated. Yeah, right. I, mean, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's in the way that it portrays the women, or yep. that they're all sort of pigeonholed into the the one who wants to find love, the one who's crazy about sex, and the one who just likes business. Mm. Why like why can't they all have different threads of that? I mm. don't know. Mm. Um, and also, I very much struggled with, and I can't even remember the main character's name. What's her name? Carrie. Carrie. Mm. I struggled with Carrie. Okay. I didn't get Carrie. I didn't get what her role was. What oh, this what is sort of stuff. personality she was meant to Carrie be? Carrie Bradshaw. I, yeah, and she's I a writer. Even, I couldn't even discount. Of course, yes. Two computers in her tiny little New yeah. York flat, yeah, uh, which she can afford with the, her little column that she does for a magazine. <laughs> this was the nineties, bro. You remember the Friends this apartments? The, this is hey, before they, inflation. I, I, I was talking to my partner about this. Okay, friends, right. they gave me reasons why they had that apartment. They got it off their aunt or something, and it was rent control. Oh, this is true. They, this is true. They gave me a backstory to it. Something. I'm just saying. They gave us something. Yeah, they also, didn't go think, out and drink wine and have brunch every single day. <laughs> the column, I mean, to be fair, when you think about it, her column's like in a publication. I don't know. I don't, it's not too far-fetched. It's not like, yeah, maybe, maybe. But you have other issues. This is this is not the biggest no, one, no. but I just but I do find also, that one interesting. I can't decide whether she's a good actor or not, Jeff, because I hated the talking to the camera. Oh, I, fantastic. And, and I had talking to the camera, and I had narration, and mm. I had the thing going on. I was like, mm. pick a lane. I, I think <laughs> I was reading. I didn't, I purposefully... I wanted to do research. I didn't. No, you I, didn't, did you? I glanced at a thing, and I think by season two, they like decided on one. It's either narration or talking. I think it's probably narration rather than talking to camera. But for season one, I think they're a bit all over the place or not. Yeah, and it, it, it threw me. Yeah, it's yeah. like I had a narration, and then yeah. she spun her head around and looked at me, and I was like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but can we pass just, this out? You know, you finish. I want to just ask a few questions, follow-ups. But yeah, I just, I just, I struggled. I didn't, I didn't get Carrie. I don't, and I, I didn't know. I didn't know what her. I didn't get her. And maybe it's one episode. Maybe I'm not sure, meant to get her. We it's do twenty minutes every time I, I've given you a TV yeah. show. I make this mistake in a way, right? Sex in the City. You kind of already just from the, even the title and a vague cultural awareness. I could have given yeah. you the the a, a mid season romp in season four. But the thing was, selfishly, you hadn't seen one. <laughs> I hadn't seen one, and I wanted to start the show weirdly. So that's kind yeah. of why I did the pilot again. Um, but yeah, as you say. You're not ruling it, out that it gets better. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not ruling that out. And probably I mean, we does. All saw, we all saw what I don't know. Joey Tribbiani was in episode one of Friends. Hey, um, hey, yeah. <laughs> character <laughs> <sexy>? done. <laughs> <laughs> that was sexy more Italian like... neighbor man. Hey, 
I think did we talk? Yeah, sexy Italian neighbor man. I think we talked about it, but like that was probably one of my favorite parts of Matthew Perry's memoir is how much yeah, he rated seen. the growth, and that was a lot yeah. in the acting, let alone the writing for uh, Mr. Matt LeBlanc. I froze. Um, I was very just uh, aware of whether I was going to hit the C even ever so softly. Blanc. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I... I just keep hitting the C for you, man. That's fine. Blanc. <laughs> You're just clicking over there. <laughs> what has this podcast come to? Um, I enjoy it. Sex so, in the City is what it's come to. <laughs> it has come to Sex in the City. So did part of you, were you like... And also, I have one other little note, please. which was poor Skipper. And that was poor Skipper. Why. There's a character Skipper who was probably out of everyone he's in it. He's the nerd and he doesn't get women. Aww. Yeah, well, he's the one I related to. I was like, poor little Skippies. Keeps getting called Skipper. Um, Skippy by uh, Miranda, who I think is going to either later be gay, either on the show or in real life. But she's definitely not yet. It's definitely not found its feet yet. Here's the, the thing I wanted to pass out, though. You said two things. You said, how can a w- uh, show about empowering women and all this shit feel so dated? Now, I think yeah. that's two separate things. I think it is a show about empowering women and, yeah. you know, conversations around that are always going to evolve and progress. So, like, part of it has to feel a bit dated because the argument's gone all over the shop and it maybe it's just an early innovator of putting those things in the cultural awareness. Yeah. But, so it was probably a bit ahead of its time back then. Um, but, like, I think part of what might be getting mixed in here, let alone the stuff about female empowerment, is it just feels so dated generally. Like, the camera Maybe. quality, the city itself, the conversations. Like, I think that's just in there, too. I'm not saying um, yeah, the feminism stuff hasn't dated, too. But, like, watching it back, I really did feel like, oh, this is, like, the same feeling you have watching an older movie. Like, the 90s, like, mm. you know, to, to get away from only joking about it in reference to our being old men now but the 90s are a while ago and just every all these cultural touch points just the way the show looks how mm. you sort of they still do spin-off series of the show and the actresses do look crazy young and they're still figuring out what the show is about having these um stereotypical guy characters monologue at the the camera mm. about like what they want from women and the like the, sh- the i found those guys hilarious they were hilarious they, <laughs> they, they kind of nailed it hey, man. I, thought, I thought i thought i thought the nailing how dumb and stupid men are yeah was great but, God but, us. Then I, but yeah and the, but then i think the rest of it i was like oh maybe maybe i just felt maybe i didn't know maybe i can't relate which is fine maybe the show that's part of it maybe yeah is, part of it well. I, I i think a lot of it is um uh a bit of that a bit of pilot i don't know i don't uh I, I don't know, it almost reminded me of a little Woody Allen movie. Like, she, she straight away goes from an example story of a couple who are so close to, like, moving into a place, and then the guy just suddenly ghosts her. That part felt very 2023 to me. I hear about ghosting yeah. in relationships and on, on the apps a lot. And this literally was, there was no, I thought there was going to yeah. be, like, a funny button to the story. There wasn't. It was just she got ghosted when they were nearly close to buying a place. And then Carrie yeah. just said, like, oh, she hadn't heard? Romance is dead in Manhattan. And I just started. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's such a, I guess this might be the point, but she's such an overly precious, like, writer chronicling romance in New York. And it's just so overly precious, as I say, that it just, I don't know. I was it, yeah. it was my flavor. Yeah. It was my flavor of cheese that I was up for in the maybe, moment that maybe, I watched it. Maybe I'm I'm putting her narration up there with uh, Ooh, gossip girl narration which, wow. which you know is the narration I'm used to when it I comes just, to sly sarky comments about what's going on in Manhattan. <laughs> okay. Okay, maybe yeah. And that would have been at least uh if not directly influenced by that would have been coming yeah. in the wake of sex in the city so i wonder how yeah. much they were playing with that and as i say i think that is one of the things they're really going to play with and hone in on 
in season two onwards. I mean, let's like look at the animation quality and the jokey sort of um, narrative structure of The Simpsons in season one and how that changed, right? So who knows? It might be yeah. that level of a jump up they're going to do later. For now, the way they set up the table was it's just Carrie Bradshaw has a few friends. Oh, and I like the way the friends got introduced as just part of yeah, lots yeah. of people. And then later it was like, oh, this is actually her gang. I like that. I love, and this is obviously just... Um, projecting here this seems to me what's going to end up being the heart of the show similar to friend it's going to be these actresses really finding an energy with their characters and them all being so different which is yeah. what you love about friends it's not just how the writing grows it's how the acting and the writing all gets intertwined and they get a lot closer to their characters well, they they're get also better different. At acting? i think they might i think uh <laughs> i think they might <laughs> To be fair, the the material's quite light and fluffy. They don't need to yet. It might get deeper later. Like, like kind of say the words on the page. Dude, good a- good acting would stand out here. Not the best way in a way, right? Um, I did like the gay best friend character. He seemed like he had the exact like right level of sass, which I enjoyed. Um, I did like that. What else? Um, yeah, man. I just like it was almost like um, sometimes. I, I didn't realize this was your review. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to um, tell you how where I came from and get a bit more from you because like I really respect that it wasn't uh, your thing but I just feel like you still get where I'm coming from having enjoyed it like a little bit more I kind of feel like a lot of TV shows are like vague and veering and trying to find their spot at least from the outset it's like we're gonna try a thing it's women mm. and it's romance and like men get to just be fuckheads and women sort of have to settle down young I don't know I actually feel like as a 35 year old man part of me kind of got it a bit more than if i had watched it in my 20s like i do sort of yeah. relate and hope for them like it is tough out there in a different way for women than men and it's interesting yeah. to see it from their perspective and i think the whole point was like there's no what was what did they say this is so funny because if anyone actually out there has really loved sex in the city this is very much just two dudes reacting to the first episode and i think part of the conceit is there are so many good unmarried women there are no good unmarried men like this seems to be a thing for them in their 30s and now they're yeah. going to navigate that for six seasons is any even and small, a movie and a, i think a few movies and then spin-off yeah. shows and then one day the drama obsessed part of me is going to have to look into why kim Cattrall got a bit you know um barged out of the group and all that oh, man. stuff jeff's got a busy summer i have got a busy <laughs> summer of all the different dramas and law i have to catch up with but is any part of you even slightly tempted to see how it grows or was part of you like this almost confirms why i wasn't interested already see you later sex in the sea uh be honest we're doing honesty i, I don't i won't no nah. <laughs> it's done it's done <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, in Jeff's pursuit of completing TV, I feel like you will. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's really funny. Okay, um, well, listen. but no, I, and it, and it's and it's no slight on it. No. I think I'll struggle. I think I'll struggle with the datedness, and I probably don't have time to watch <laughs> six seasons in a movie of uh, Sex and the City. And it just makes me sad that there isn't six seasons in a movie of Community. When I say yeah, seasons, like ah, uh, and you'd definitely be all over that for scores. I thought. <sighs> Yeah, it's funny that you were already preempting the triple bluff because I just sort of locked in. I tried not to overthink. Or was it, so it a I... quadruple? Bluff? Yeah, exactly. Fuck it up, and just in a in a multiverse of bluffs, I just went for twos across the board. I thought it was just a twos across the board kind of way. Oh, what's that reaction mean? Close. So my anticipation was a one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because I thought you would take my reaction 
at the oh, value yeah, it was. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll my, give you that. And, 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 I, and I felt bad. I thought if I put a two and you put a one, you'd, you'd be shouting at this me. This so funny. You'd be, yeah, yeah. You'd be, I will shout be. at you, whatever. But in this case, I'm... I'm and my, my fears came to reality. Yeah. I, my, my quadruple, triple, quintuple bluff. Is, <laughs> as, was as it a one for enjoyment? Uh, enjoyment was a two. Oh, thank goodness. That's... That's just almost like bad news for the pod. If you're once across the board, it's like, should we stop the pod? I'm just making you do things you hate. Okay, yeah. So, okay, you're and, from one to two. One, two, and retrospect three. Oh. Because, I, t- I mean, yeah. 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 And I, I think you. what my reaction just there just summed up why it's a three. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's good, I guess. Yeah, there <laughs> are bits me. that are good, not for you, yeah. but like you see what the... part of Part of me likes to throw shows like that into the work sometimes just to be like... I want to get it. I want to see what the fuss is about at all. Like, I don't think it's going to come up this week. I mean, and, and there was that guy who was mm. who went on a date with the the cutesy one. Yeah, uh, I've got to be really careful. <laughs> I refer to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then she was like, oh, "I better get home." And he's like, "I'll call you a cab." And then he just <gasps> hopped in a cab. He just hopped in a cab and went. Yeah, I'm really sorry, but I really need to get late tonight. And then, like, tonight, so I'm going lines. to the club and just her little face. Yeah. No, I, that, that scene got okay. me. I, I, I hated that dude and I was with her because she's the a bit more lovelorn, romantically inclined yeah. one. She's going to be my girl, I think. Um, so between nerd, nerdy male man and cutesy cutesy, these are the, these, yeah. this is your, this is your yeah, dynamic. Yeah. This is the yeah. dynamic. And uh, yeah, I just saw it in the corner of my eye, but like I just saw some Star Trek box sets. Now, please don't be worried. But like I sometimes there's hey, so we're many not pitching already, are we? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying there's so many I, I like that your three basically comes down to I get it, and that's why you went up to a three, because sometimes there's just so many fandoms out there that I just want to get it. I don't need to devote my whole life to it. I just want to get it. Like I can see why people like this yeah. show. Personally, I don't know if I'm necessarily part of me really wants to watch all six seasons and get super into it, but another another time issue, um, we'll see. Now. A right. much more relevant show, I suppose you could say. But you know what? And just like that just came out. Let me not say that. Let me not bury Sex in the City. We're going to gently push it to the side and bring forth Dan Harmon's new vehicle. I think he made it with another dude whose name doesn't come to mind. Justin Roiland? Roiland? Is he? Roiland? He's everyone not, knows Rick and he's Morty. He's not there anymore. <laughs> everyone, know, you know, everyone knows Rick and Morty. You've seen the merch. You know the hype. It's the... It's the you say everyone. There's yeah, a maybe lot of I'm people wrong. People that have, don't watch Rick and Morty or haven't watched Rick and Morty. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Just I just saying. I feel like I feel like it got it got very it got more popular than its weirdness should have led it, which is both a good thing and for the hipsters who were there from the start, a bit of an annoying thing. I'm betting because that always happens. But um, as discussed last week, I've seen season one, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed season one. Uh huh. And then Christopher saw an Avengers parody. And said, "Let my boy get into this." Is that what happened? Accurate? Uh, kind of. Kind of. Uh, my, par- my partner was going through a rewatch, and mm. I, I think I was, I think I was probably doing some. I was probably cleaning up the, the, the kitchen or something, and then the episode was playing, and I was laughing, and I was like, "I got just got watched it. Just got watched it. Just got watched this episode. It's funny. It's brilliant." The Vindicators. You've basically got Rick ripping into all things Avengers, but through their own way of doing it yeah <laughs> it was great yeah yeah it was great it's really it's really uh what's the word it's crude so give, me, give me the premise of the episode it's crass the premise it, the premise of the episode i'm as lost as you trying to describe the second <laughs> city premise but for very different reasons something about rick and morty uh... <laughs> good start <laughs> <laughs> now bruv, honestly every now and again i would pause so, so, it so, 
and yeah. I would go back a few scenes to be like, wait. Because, like, the jokes are landing, but I'm getting lost. And the lost. jokes are so... They, they are very quick. Yeah. And just... You you could sit through that episode. And I think there's just so many great one-liners from there Rick are. in it that you just almost need to go back and just catch them all up. But if I remember rightly... And I didn't actually watch the episode for full when it was playing. But you could but still I, help I, me, I think. I could still yeah. help you. From what I remember, you've got Morty at the beginning. Yeah. There's, like, this little light blinking or whatever saying that the vindicators need them or something like that yeah and like morty's really upset because rick never lets them go to the vindicators and join the vindicators to do their vindicators thing yes and then rick's like no we're not doing it it's bollocks it's crap it's rubbish it's pointless they're just this stupid whatever you know yeah. jokes about marvel basically yeah and then but then he goes come on just this one time and he's like fine and then they they go off to fight with the vindicators against a bad guy or whatever yes. And, the, and then, and then, the, <laughs> then it turns into some weird sore thing. And it's funny because <laughs> my memory of Rick and Morty from season one, I yeah. might be wrong, but it's just how I remember it. It's from a, it was a pre-pandemic trying to get into Rick and Morty, so it's quite a few years ago now. But from season Wait, do we one, need to, I don't even realize. Do yeah. we need to explain Rick and Morty to people? It's so funny what how the like, premise of Rick and Morty is. Very insistent we do for Sex in the City, but I'm like, nah, we don't need to for Rick and Morty. Maybe we do. Uh, I'll let you do this one. Okay, so. There's, I was going to be the same as me trying to describe the episode. Something about Rick and Morty. Rick is a young boy. Is he? No, is Rick it? is the old man. Morty's this young boy. Can I actually, like, genuinely, I'm not going to Wikipedia it, from memory. Okay. Grand, granddad and, and grandson. Okay. It's a good start. Okay, so one is the granddad. His name is Rick. Right. <laughs> and then Morty is his, like, nerdy grandson who, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering right, is like the only member of the family who's into Rick and everyone else doesn't like Rick. Uh, like... Morty's sister is fine. Morty's sister also likes Rick. Yeah. Okay, give me a sec. And then there's stuff. Like, they go on adventures together. They go on adventures because... oh, Because Rick is the smartest Rick man in the world. Rick is the smartest man... As... Took the words out of my mouth. Literally, yeah. what I was about to say. He's the smartest <laughs> man in the world. He likes to go to space and do all the things. And I was occasionally reminded. I'm not sure. This is all. Is this? Is it too on the nose a comparison? But it is a bit in terms of like just we can throw whatever shit at the wall we want every episode because it's an animation. It did remind me of slightly of Futurama. Very yeah. different dynamic and tone. But in just yeah. in terms of per episode, we can do wacky weird shit and have fun with it. It seemed yeah. a bit um, Futurama in terms of. Uh, tone of jokes that seemed a lot more like almost Family Guy, American Dad-esque in terms of being crass and crude, but a lot more Mm. clever. It's very hyper-aware of itself and clever. And sometimes it's so clever that then it comes back around to just being really dirty and rude and stupid. And that's where it finds its funny little sweet spot, which I appreciate. I went away from the premise. Okay, so you got Rick. Rick's old. (laughs) Rick likes to go to space. Morty's like... Take me with you. And Rick's like, oh, and he gets drunk a lot and he farts a lot and he burps a lot and he says yep. inappropriate things a lot. And Morty's just like, hey, Rick, why can't I come or something? I think it's just him being a bit annoying and Rick makes fun yeah. of him a lot. And that's the show. Adventures. One one adventure per episode. Nice little standalone episodes. In this one, yeah. it's sort of an I will. I will parody. say um, we're at season four here. And there is a very... I feel tired. That was hard. <laughs> I struggled. <laughs> there, there, there is a... There is a through thread between all these series oh, okay. and episodes. I think this is quite a nice standalone episode. Oh, anyway. I see. Usually but there's a bit you, more you of a learn, thread. We, we're, we're learning more about Rick. We're, right. we're learning more about why Rick is the way he is, oh. the way he doesn't connect, the way he refuses to like admit to his grandson that he loves him and he cares about him. Right. And because and a lot of his 
sort of outlook on life is what's the point it's all fucking pointless we're all pointless right. yeah, 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 <laughs> sort yeah. of thing it's really dark um, and nihilistic yeah yeah, yeah. and that because... features in this episode so okay so there's yeah. more backstory yeah now that i'm remembering i do feel like season one maybe i'm like literally just thinking of one episode but i do feel like yeah. season one was a lot about the family dynamic and tension with rick and maybe not an explanation but just like the family basically popped up for like a half a scene at the end of this episode. And I was like, oh yeah, those are the characters I was getting to know in season one. They sort of, I guess yeah. the show's called Rick and Morty. And yeah. I do like, you know, sometimes a show is a show because you've got a special unique dynamic between either a group of characters or just two. And a grandson, granddad is a fun mm. spin on it. And the spin being how much Rick seems to be an asshole is also a fun spin. Dude, I actually found it like, Maybe the more emotionally invested you are, like, I was legit, it's so funny, it's a cartoon, but I was legit like, all right, stop being an arsehole, it's really funny. I really was like, you're being too mean now. It reminded me a bit of, um, I'm sure this is not what they'd want to hear, but it just reminded me a bit of, like, I think I mentioned Peter Griffin to his daughter, where I actually felt like, I know it's just a cartoon, but this is gratuitous, I'm starting to emotionally bond with the young child, stop being that mean to him. Um, but I get it's 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 really funny too. And his whole thing was that while drunk and passing out, he sort of set a trap for all the not vindicators. What are they called again? Yeah. So so yeah. So I think they met. They they all meet up the mm. night before. They're meant to do this big um, mission, mission that they're all going to go on. Mm. Yeah. And then they're all really rude to Rick. So Rick just goes off and gets really freaking drunk, mm. but then ends up basically setting saw-like traps through different rooms mm. that they all have to get through. And if they don't get through them, like one of them will die or something crazy yeah. because he's that pissed off that they were really that rude to him yes. the night before yes. or whatever. And Morty seems to be the only one who actually understands these crazy traps that he set yeah. to help them get through them all. And But we have all these random little side f- fake superhero characters, like one that's just like a load of... Is one of them actually a load of ants? Yes, one of them was a million ants. And one of them is a million ants and his, his superpowers being a million ants. And um, he had an affair with the woman one. And the woman is some sort of galactic flying lady. And yeah. the million ants had an affair with her. It's hard to... <laughs> yeah, It's a show you have is to there's see. There's one that was just like a ghost train. And yeah. just shouted ghost train a lot. And a His whole thing was, was having a ghost train. <laughs> and Rick roasted him. Rick likes a good roast, and it is he very loves funny. a good roast. But these are, this was the emotional heart of the, the episode. Yeah. These are Morty's heroes. And yeah. um, he kept trying to sort of explain that to his granddad. And his granddad seems to be this very curious character of like wanting praise, but being very negative and sniping. And it's, listen, he's a very unique character and he's a lot of fun. And even yeah. from one season, season one, and one random episode in season three, I'm already like, as an almost fan of the show, I'm already worried how exactly they're going to do now that the main guy, voice guy, isn't there because he seems so the character. I'm very yeah. curious. I'm, I'm hopeful. Hopefully they figure out a way. But his whole weird, it's not the typical voice actory voice. It almost sounds like it's making fun of voice acting. I can't describe yeah. it. But it's like so just off the cuff and just rude. It's great. It's really fun. So I'm pretty sure he does Rick and Morty. That well. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, look, it was very uh, the stuff that made fun of the Avengers is going to be my shit. So you you had a you had a good point uh, to recommend that to me there. Um, and there is a lot of just um, the sh- I don't know if the show does it episode by episode, but definitely in this one there is a lot of setting up these superheroes as a big deal and then undercutting them and pointing out how uh, pointless things are and how self-aggrandizing superheroes are. And it's like they're having as a cartoon they're having fun with playing with the genre. That's really fun. Um, 
Little Morty, though, bless his little heart. At the end, he thought he had... And this is a great twist, to be fair. Something happens at the end where there's some sort of question about, like, you know, if you can break the, the puzzle, you're going to not die. And it's something about someone Rick loves and genuinely cares for. And uh, Morty thinks, <laughs> oh, okay, it's me. He's finally admitted it. He can't say it in words to me, but in this way... He's shown me it's through me. all these tragic, horrible games. Yeah, through all these tragic, admitted. horrible games. This is his way of admitting to me he cares about me. So he like volunteers himself as the answer to this question, and then he goes on this like series of of almost like a, a roller coaster ride to find out what the real answer is in these cavernous underground <laughs> place. And then it turns out it was just this one side character who was laughing at Rick's jokes earlier in the episode. Is the person that Rick is saying he loves and cares about because. He got uh he got props from him for his his crude jokes earlier in the episode and Morty is just he's not even devastated it's quite funny he's just done with him he's just like fed up it's yeah. really I like I like that vibe and then at the very end of the episode a few scenes later Rick has totally forgotten about that side character even though he made him the object <laughs> of the whole game and the person he loves and rates and whatever it was fun it was funny I can't bring too much of a critique to bear because I had a good time I think it, it will always suffer the same similar like. I don't know how this TV, sh- TV show recommendation of an episode thing is ever going to go above and beyond. Because as opposed to a yeah. movie and an album, right, it's always like it's either a pilot that you weren't looking for <laughs> or yeah. it's a mid-season that you weren't in the middle of. So it's a really curious one, right? Um, probably a few uh, of At, some, really at some point, Jeffrey, at some point. Mythic Quest, I will watch it, yeah. <laughs> was that what it was yeah well no no but that, that, the idea is yeah, that yeah, one yeah. one day one of these little episodes will make you want to watch all of no, them no 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 that's true that's that, true that's, that's, that's the end game well Black Mirror done... Black Mirror I was looking to start and uh, you got me back into it by giving me Jonah's awful no no a lot of these a lot of these are close but it, it's, it's a curious thing right this is the, the podcast version is trying to get at something like the equivalent of your partner playing it, and you being like, oh, this is interesting. It used to be, back in my day, in the 90s, when you didn't have streaming, ladies and gentlemen, something would just be on the TV. And you'd be yeah. like, oh, maybe I'll watch that show now. That's how it worked, ladies and gentlemen. So we're sort of trying to approximate Someone that. Someone handed you a mixtape. Someone handed you... Exactly. Or you heard a song on the radio. There were all these ways. And now, you, the only way to do it is to start a podcast with your mate or else you're just going to be stuck in an algorithm stuck in a bubble and you you have to humanize the algorithm start a podcast or come at least be on this one with us i don't know how we went on that tangent but i enjoyed it i have scores ready do you have guesses ready for my scores now before you give them i I was was too optimistic i was too off yes so you went one two three i guess two 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 so i was too off and you think you're overly optimistic let's hear it yeah, so for anticipation, Pation. I had a three. <laughs> Nailed it so far. God, come on. <laughs> um, then I had a four in enjoyment. Ooh, because I thought you'd enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how scores work. Solid thinking. Yeah, he's got the um, You were one off. I had a three. It was a solid three. It felt like this is the. <sighs> Threes are multifaceted. This was a strong three. Yeah. Yeah. One off. Can you stay within the realms? Please don't give us another draw. I'd rather you just won. Well, based on your three in enjoyment and my four guess, I think my four in retrospect is going to be wrong as well. Three (laughs) retrospect, two off in general. I was threes across the board. I had a good time. Rick and Morty is good. Two thumbs up and a smile. I had a good time. So we, just, I, we just drew. We, we just, just drew, drew again. again. I think season two 
is starting off draw heavy. heavy or we just don't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're living in a world of triple and quadruple bluffing as well. You do have to take that into account. Um, and there is no objective way <laughs> of marking your enjoyment, anticipation, and recollection of your enjoyment and anticipation afterwards onto a scale. We're doing our best. And I like, to be fair, I'm liking the draws more than defeats, actually. I've changed my mind because one point oh, yeah. is better than none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's think up some pictures for next week, my friend. Have you got one in the chamber ready to go? I did. Mm, and, then... and then halfway through this podcast, I changed it. Can I guess how you changed it? Because I sensed a little flicker. It was Gossip Girl, wasn't it? It might be. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly thought, fuck it. He sent me to the 90s. I'm going to send him to the noughties. <laughs> wow. Are you sure you're not thinking Gilmore Girls? I think you're thinking Gilmore Girls. Ali McBeal? No? Okay. <laughs> no, wait. But Gilmore Girls, just, just, is, that's the one. No, that, have you seen no, Gilmore Girls? No. no. Answer the question. No, have you no, not? No, no. Hmm. no, I haven't. Okay, great. But, well, I can change that I was, in a minute. I literally so just, me. I've been just scrolling on IMDb to find out when this came out. So it started in 2007, Gossip Girl came out. Oh. And it changed the world. Did it actually? And I, I, yeah, probably. <laughs> in what way? What was the lady's name that I was trying to think of and I couldn't for the life of me? Not a question I'm going to be able to help you with, unfortunately. No, no, no. The narrator. Because I, I, I referenced the narrator, didn't I? Mm. Um, I can't remember her name. She's in, like, everything. Harry Bradshaw. No. <laughs> Married to Matthew how, Broderick. How is she, how Sarah is she Jessica not... Parker. No, 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 no. How has she not got a credit on IMDb for this? She must do. We're going to have a new segment, Christopher Rails at IMDb. Uh, <laughs> Christopher just staring at a page <laughs> while recording... <laughs> A podcast. She what was episode? In, um, the Good Place. She was in The Good Place. She was the main character of The Good Place. Kristen Bell? Kristen Bell. Is she's the in Gossip Girl. Girl. She's the narrator. She's the, narr- she's the narrator. the fuck out. G-T-F-O-O-O. And but she's she not in it. it. That's an interesting she's one. The, she's on. the narrator. The narrator, you know. Okay. And right. you'll find out who the narrator is when you start watching Gossip Girl, which wow. you're going to do this week where you watch Series 1, Episode 1. I don't do pilots, Jeff, but this time I'm giving you a pilot. God damn it. And you can tell me which which series you want to go forward with. I've watched all of Gossip Girl. Yeah, I binged it. Uh, oh, I didn't know this. Probably about, about you. probably about five six years after it finished. <laughs> you've never you've never you know, this is this is new brand new information. This is interesting. It's not brand new information because if you listen to last week's pod, I told you then. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like I'm talking on the off pod universe. This is not something that you bang on about on the reg. Is what I mean to say. No. A, are you would you are you calling yourself a big gossip girl guy i guess so i mm. watched it all once and i enjoyed it mm. and yeah because this this I, this is entering territory i i wasn't ready for but i now can walk in a bit more prepared i love arguments debates discussion discourse around what i characterize as the teen dramas because i am a big dawson's creek guy and i feel like yep. the generation just below me are either OC people or One Tree Hill people. And I dipped into both, but... And they, they're probably better, I don't know, but Dawson's Creek is my shit. Is Gossip Girl in that vein? Um, Ish? I would say it's Dawson's Creek, but like a 15 stroke 18. Okay, so it's a slightly more raunchy a... Dawson's Creek. Guess so. And Ooh. a bit more, it's about uh, snobbier, more upper class people. 
Fantastic. So it's Dawson's totally Creek meets Succession. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. He did a thing. And I've, not seen, thing. I've only seen one episode of Succession. <laughs> but I feel like... Seen yeah. The yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really funny. Doesn't it have the girl... Oh, not to... Blake Lively. Yes. Right. And Pedden Badgley. Good old Pedden Badgley. <laughs> Good old Pedden Badgley. Um, and I think it's got a guy who was, all, he's was the one of the early... Guy, right? Yes, he is yeah. the U guy. Yeah. It's also got Ed Westwick, who was one of the early cancel culture cancel people. <laughs> Notable appearance. <laughs> yeah. Ed Westwick, also oh, known I as cancelled. That now. Yeah, because I was do. like, yeah, I do remember that all coming out. This very, very early in the Me Too days, he was on the chopping block, and I haven't seen him since. Um, no, because I think he was in a BBC drama called oh, White Gold. Yeah. And weren't people complaining about it because of the cancelled? Yeah, but then Funny, then they still filmed another series and released it with him in it as well. So yeah, sometimes you just gotta close your eyes and keep walking and put out the flash with Ezra Miller. Um, okay, <laughs> so that was a fun. Right di- now we're done. I'm not consuming anything. <laughs> well, that was hashtag review one thing, which will still be discussed at a later date. But now, if you're going to pilot me up, I was almost. Just gonna no more pilots. I was going to retort and pilot you up, but I've decided not to. Instead... Oh, so you did have something in the chamber and you've changed it too. Yeah, I changed it too. You oh. are going to uh, listen to an album. Ooh. It's been a hot minute since. And the runtime is low and lazy. Nice and easy. Um, <laughs> low and lazy. <laughs> hashtag another friend's reference. No. What is that no. a reference to? Liar, liar. Not... What, low and lazy? Yeah, when I think someone asked him how it's... How's it hanging? He says short, shriveled, and a little Slightly to the left. Slightly to the left, that's what it is. That's low and lazy from. Who cares? I don't know my own references. Maybe it's just me saying a thing. That's what you should say when just you don't know what you're referencing. Just read the fucking It's album. called <laughs> Party Gator Purgatory, and it's by an artist called Temps, and it features a lot of indie hip-hop artists, a lot of them American, one or two of them English You're going to have to send me all of that information in a message. Well, I will, and it's actually come up previously. I'll sort of flash the screen at you a bit. If you can see, that's the Party Gator Purgatory cover. These mm. are some, it's featuring a lot of artists. And basically, it was a, a lockdown project where okay. a guy who hadn't played music for a long, long time um, wanted to rekindle the, uh, the fire, the passion, the flames yeah. of his relationship with music. So he went and got a drum set. For a minute, he was making a BBC documentary about this. But then... Mm-hmm. And it was going to be a whole thing where he gets back into his music and he tries to do a thing. Oh, he was going to try and reunite his old band. He used to have a band, this chap, very notable chap. And then mm-hmm. the TV show sort of didn't work and there was a lot of COVID, but this did work to get him back into his drumming. And he ended up sending the stems and sending his drum beats to lots of hip hop artists. Look at up... you using words like stems. <laughs> and the hip hop artist put some stuff over it. And uh, Temps was born sort of like because they're all... Temporary workers. It seemed like the right moniker for the project. Temps um, was born. It's now uh, a project that lives out in the world. Has any of the detail sparked any recollection of who or what this might be? No. The comedian what? James Acaster. This is his <gasps> musical project. Oh, oh wow! I'm in. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, Until yeah, then, yeah. was it just a lot of noise and detail? You were like, "Why? Leave me alone." Oh, I can find this out. Hippity hop. Yeah, what? exactly. Hippity hop. <laughs> it's James Acaster, no. bro. It's his okay. musical project. We're big okay. uh, James Acaster. But it's low and lazy. <laughs> it's low and lazy. James Acaster, stand-up comic. Um, I think he's uh, probably most famous for the Off the Menu podcast at this point, but he's also like really famous in this country for being on and panel a, a task, shows. Taskmaster. Taskmaster, standout. 
um, Mock the Week panelist back in the day. Yeah, he's a, he's a very notable stand-up comic these days. He's very big, and he really should be. And, and he's now just come back to X. Has he? I yeah. saw a thing about that, and people are saying it might not be real, because he made a very big deal of quitting social media, didn't he? Yeah, he also tried wrote a to book about his book. Wrote a book about it and tried to promote it on social media. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. All the genre terms were alienating you. Then the big name brought you back in, and now I feel like you're somewhere in the middle. So I'll see you next week when I say three, and you say, correct, that was a three. Mm, let's see. <laughs> I like how, like, we literally, like, a minute before we start pressing record, we're like, so what was my anticipation? <laughs> like, it was a 4.5. The fact that we're not doing point you know, decimals and... Imagine if we did. Imagine. We'd at some point... At some, yeah, we'd never forgive each other. So, like, let's just... I do feel like 0.5 should be allowed. Yeah, we'll, I... we'll save that for the... We'll save that for the retrospective podcast. Yeah, the for the season finale. Um, when yeah. we can just hash out all our... Because I think my anticipation for Sex and City was a 1.5. Oh, bless. That's so great. So generous of you. Um, I look forward to a future <laughs> airing of grievances also. But now, I, uh, and another thing we need for please. any video pods we do is a sincerity meter. So I know when <laughs> Jeff is being sincere <laughs> and when he's not. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, I'll, I'll, let me let me turn those guitars up one moment. Then you can start. start if you start talking now, I'll turn them up. Okay. Fantastic. Cranking cool. them guitars. We hope you all have a lovely week with the culture oh, they, you are consuming. You I can. They're tinkling away. And our lovely melodies are wafting softly through them. Ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you spending your time this week with us. And we look forward to seeing you next time. So for now, I'm going to say goodbye. And take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed because they're so cheap. We're sorry to your ears. If you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro, or if you don't like the whole show, question why were you here? If you don't like the podcast, if you think we both speak too fast, too many tangents never stay on task, pick up a book instead. If you don't like what we recommend, if your patience wears thin towards the end, if you think you could do better with your friend, please go ahead. If you don't like this content, or like me, the word content, then please go be more content and never listen to us again.